Hello, this is Tyler Posey, and you are listening to Not Another Teen Wolf Podcast. to Not Another Teen Wolf podcast. I hope that you've all had a very good long hiatus and I apologise that we have not been able to dedicate a ton of time to Teen Wolf specific content in the break, though we have had a bunch of other things come out where you would have heard our voices over that period. So we're back to talk about Teen Wolf because it's all going to kick off for the last time. We got the huge season 6B trailer drop. It's going to show what's coming in the very final 10 episodes ever of Teen Wolf, uh, which is going to start airing on July 30. And we're going to start talking about that um, very soon because there is a lot, lot, lot of surprises and joy and sorrow to come. So I am your host, Natalie. My co-host is Karen. Um, We are the... Not Another Teen Wolf podcast people who have been doing this for nearly five years now um, over on hyperville.com talking about Teen Wolf and bringing you this podcast. So if you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us on the podcast Twitter, which is NATW Podcast, our Instagram NATW Podcast, Facebook slash NATW Podcast, our email NATW Podcast at gmail.com and our Tumblr, which is notanotherteenwolfpodcast.com. Uh, That's our website that functions as Tumblr. You can also check out all the Teen Wolf content on hyperball.com for the podcast pages or the news articles that Karen writes. And we're about to head off to San Diego Comic Con to be covering the final appearance of Teen Wolf at the con as well. The actual final appearance. The actual (laughs) final appearance, not last time when they were like, this will be our last time. Um, You know, we thought maybe by this time we would have had the whole of season six come out, but has not turned out that way so they are bringing the final season back to comic con we're gonna be there and it's all gonna be very stressful <laughs> um anyway i guess yeah i guess we're doing this so we have the the final footage so karen has analyzed it very thoroughly and we're going to chat about um the uh first peak of 6b and what's to come i suppose mm-hmm. first of yeah. all how are you feeling oh man this this was a very good trailer, and I don't think I've been too quiet about being nervous about the back half of season six because season six A ended so well, and it felt like such a great send off that we were like, but we kind of just wanted to end there because what if we don't like what comes after? Then it's gonna hurt so much. But this trailer looks great. And I'm actually really excited for the back half of the season now. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. Um, it's really like, there's a lot of things that came out in that trailer that I, I don't know, because we, we really didn't know where it was going to end. You know, like we, we didn't really know where they were going to go from there. And now I'm just like, oh my God, like there's, yeah, it's, it, there's a lot in there that I wasn't really expecting. You know, some stuff that I maybe had, hoped for but definitely plot wise there's some stuff that I wasn't expecting or what we can make of the plot so yeah it should be interesting Mm -hmm. well let's get started with analyzing this trailer because there's actually a lot of stuff in here and some of it we 
kind of expected. Other things, definitely not. So that's very exciting. Uh, but the first thing is that it kicks off with, uh, we see fire in a car and then we kind of see a figure who I'm assuming Scott, but like can't 100% tell that it's him going inside of a building that looks like it's kind of partially burnt down. And there's a group of people there all dead. They look like they've been attacked first and then that, you know, the house was set on fire or something like that. And they're all either werewolves or supernatural creatures because one of them has flaws and stuff like that. So who, what do you think is going on in this opener? Because it's a very ominous opener. I really don't know. I feel like I'm trying to be black out all of the skinless bodies in this trailer because (laughs) there's a lot of them. I have no real theories aside from the fact that there's a very prevalent burnt down house story in Teen Wolf, which we never Mm -hmm. got to see. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if this is Scott. I don't know if this is a memory or, you know, I don't know if this is a recreation or like of, you know, obviously the Hale house fire um, or if, you know, this is a new occurrence, you know, in the present day or even if it is a new occurrence in the present day, you know, if, if Derek is, aware of of this which obviously we'll talk about him in a moment uh then this is not not a good thing for him to have to come back to either so right and given that the hunters are so present in this trailer in this Mm. season as well i mean i wouldn't discount that there's a possibility that this has something to do with that although just from the quick glance i think all of them were guys i don't think there were any women in that pile but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. So, uh, but speaking of Chris, we do see him next. And first we get somebody talking. To me, it kind of sounded like Melissa, but kind of not. I'm leaning more towards not, but a woman says something is happening in Beacon Hills to the people here. And we see Chris looking at Beacon Hills having been written in blood on the side of a building. And I was just wondering like who you think might have done that my question is either the bloody creature or kate because we also see her later on i don't know like gang's all here man like Mm -hmm. i don't know like way too much gerard in this trailer um but oh oh, i have so much to say about that (laughs) so much Um, but um I don't know, my main thought about that was where he was. Like, because it kind of sounds like everyone was gone from Beacon Hills. Like, the fact that he was, like, that's where it all started. Has Mm -hmm. he, like, gone from there and is, like, being called back? Like, you know, is that message, you know, Cade or whoever, say, like, calling him back to Beacon Hills? That's definitely possible because by the end of 6A, you know, a lot of people kind of did disperse and people were moving on, going off in different directions. So it's very possible that he's somewhere else and he's also with who I assume is another hunter somebody we haven't seen before so maybe he was like helping out a buddy or something like that and they're on the hunt and they come across this and that's what brings back to Beacon Hills I really I don't know I don't know too many I don't know I have a bunch of theories and a bunch of I don't know but yeah lots of new faces like the hunter and and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so I'm not sure um, I really vibed that he wasn't there, that this was kind of a message to come back. So Kate is an interesting theory, but I don't I don't know. I don't even know, you know, whose side she might be on at the, at the moment, if this is like a 
message intended for Chris or if this is a threat or what. Right. One of my favorite parts of the trailer was actually Lydia's little section where she's in bed, she's having a nightmare, she whispers, where is he? Which I'm thinking is maybe she's having a nightmare about Styles, but it could be someone or something else because obviously we kind of go into what I'm guessing is her nightmare. I mean, the way the trailer is edited, it looks like that. But as we know, like those edits don't always mean that's actually what happens in the show. Yes. I so. <laughs> do, do you think that there are scenes in this trailer that won't play out in the show? The, the thing with trailers is you never know what's real and what's not, especially in Teen Wolf, because some of this stuff could be in their heads. There's a couple of scenes where specifically I'm wondering, okay, is this actually real or is somebody kind of hallucinating this or is it a trick of some sort and then there are others where the way things are edited it's not quite how it appears so that's going to be interesting too but what we do see is Lydia in the school which is covered in spider webs which is really creepy and she says that they brought something through from another world this is has to do with the fallout from the ghost riders Mm. and going through the portal and all of that And she also mentions there's always a price to pay. And that is said over a shot of Lydia, Scott, and Malia, which is slightly concerning, though not necessarily meaning we'll lose one of them. Price to pay is in, like, for for what? Like, that they they brought Styles back or, like, that they've done, like, that they, who, who do they owe this price to, like... Yeah, the the universe maybe. I mean, because they brought Styles like back. Yeah. Right, because they brought him back, what price will they have to pay in return? It's kind of that idea of like to, you know, magic always comes with a price. Yeah, so you like, can't um, have something you know, like, for nothing. Yeah, like we just did that, you know, on rewatchable like with Buffy coming back from the dead mm-hmm. and then like having that that demon that's created like the negative energy in return for her coming back to life, you know, in, in right. Buffy season six. So like that kind of balance thing I'm trying to think is if whether we've kind of seen that in Teen Wolf um, before, like, you know, more than just like a life for a life, you know, Romeo and Juliet style, but um, whether we've had like a literal um, supernatural balancing out of energy or, or anything like that before. I mean, that was that was the whole thing with the nematon, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know? yeah. So... I mean, we've definitely gotten these themes before, but this is going to be interesting because now that the Nematon is turned on, you know, it's it's a beacon in Beacon Hills. But aside from that, with this, it looks like a physical creature has sort of manifested itself, and now it's in Beacon Hills. And this thing is disgusting and terrifying. So it starts off looking deformed. It doesn't really have any features. If you've seen Stranger Things, it kind of looks like the Demogorgon with its like things closed. It's all like weird and bumpy. It's completely covered in blood. Ooh. It's so gross. And then it starts to build itself up over the course of the trailer. We see it looking more red, less bloody, but like layers are coming on top of it. <laughs> To the point where it becomes a human just covered in muscle. Like one of those diagrams you see at the doctors. Like Robbie Williams in the Rock DJ video when he rips off his skin. Sure. You don't. Google it afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and um, okay, and when it is covered in muscle, it's even wearing clothes at this point, which I thought was kind of funny. So I just had to point that out. Well, but, that makes me just wonder, like, if he's. This is something again, like that they have made, like what I mentioned with Buffy. Whether this is like something that has literally manifested mm-hmm. through, I guess, due to the porthole. Like, if they've brought it back, or if like the world has created this thing to balance out whatever they did like that it is literally manifesting from scratch you know from yeah like it was born almost and now it's growing and like completing itself and I was wondering if I mean we see a whole bunch of people dead in this trailer and we don't know who did what but there is one point where we see a group of dead bodies and all of their eyes are missing and I'm yeah. wondering if he, if this thing has to like devour people a la the mummy in order to kind of flesh itself like, out again. It's like, I need eyes. I'll eat that guy's eyes or I'll put them in me. Or exactly. Like yeah. <laughs> and, oh. and he has purple glowing eyes, which I thought was interesting because we always dissect like what the eyes mean. And Have we had that. purple before? I feel like we have, but I couldn't put a pin on it. I don't know if we have. We've had like purple, like Wolfsbane is the biggest purple thing that we know. You know, not yeah. really, um, not really purple. We've got you know gold, blue, red. We've had sort of or more orangey for the Hellhound and a bit of green. I don't know if we've had purple. They're running out of colours. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, well, every season has a colour theme as well. So I don't know if this one is purple in general. You know, or if they'll have like you know in the credits or anything like that uh we okay so i just googled it really quick and it says josh diaz's irises glowed the exact same shade of purple as his claws and the electromagnetic energy he produced oh yeah no you're right i did feel like we'd seen purple at some point recently so electromed um magnetic guy who is now deceased Mm mm-hmm so, do you think it's coming? Do you think it's him? Like, that would be weird. Like, he was not a very nice man, boy. No, whatever you want to call him. I'm gonna go with it. Something different. These are definitely, and they glow weird. They don't necessarily. They look more like the oni eyes, where it wasn't like an eye where the iris was a different color. It's like an actual glowing thing inside their eye socket. Yeah. So it makes it a little bit different. But yeah, the creature is, ugh. And there's also a shot of it looking real pale, like it's lying in the middle of the woods, and it's not really covered in blood. But it had, like, other stuff on it, and I didn't know if maybe that was just from, like, the forest floor, or I thought maybe it was, like, coming out of a cocoon or something where it's, like, growing and changing. So that's also something to keep in mind. Mm. Cool. Sounds good. I mean, is this... The Dread Doctors are all dead, right? Yes. All of them? I'm pretty sure. I was like, is this like a failed experiment or something? Like, you know, like, is is that arc, is this a brand new arc or is this some sort of, you know, medical <laughs> experiment situation? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's otherworldly and it had to, like, pass through and be born and, and kind of, like, build itself back up. Yeah, because if there is another world, it could be that, like, things manifest differently in 
Okay, again, like Buffy and Angel and that we, we just did Angel um, when they went to Lorne's world. I can't remember the name of it. Pylea. Yeah, Pylea. And how Angel appears differently as a vampire in another realm, mm-hmm. in another dimension. So maybe this is like something from another dimension, something that we know of manifesting differently in this dimension to how, you know, how it would how we know it to manifest, if that makes sense. Right. And when they came through the portal, like it burned, you know, Peter. So it takes energy to get through there and it has effects on you. So maybe this is just depending on where he came from and what he was like to start off with, that could Mm -hmm. indicate something. Yeah. We also have another creature that we've seen before, but a different person. So there's a new hellhound on the scene, which is pretty interesting because we still have a lot to learn about Hellhounds. And his name is Halwyn. Am I pronouncing that right? I guess Halwyn um, looks right to me. Yeah. Danya, should I should ask Danya. Uh, she said his name means salt. So just keep mm. that in mind for whatever reason. It's it's <laughs> a rare name, a rare Welsh name, but it does exist. And the description of him is, well, first of all, he's being played by Casey Diedrich, who uh, says Diedrich will portray Howen, a former resident of Eichenhaus, who just so happens to be a hundred-year-old hellhound with mysterious ties to an ancient evil now threatening Beacon Hills in the aftermath of the Ghost Riders and the Wild Hunt. So I think he's going to be connected to this creature. I mean, depending on how it works, he could be the creature. I mean, if the creature is building himself up and becoming human looking, that's not entirely how hellhounds work, but I wonder how else he could be connected. I don't know, maybe he's defective. Maybe he burned himself up or something. Yeah, because hellhounds just inhabit the the dead body. Yeah, because if he's a hundred, like, yeah, like, you know, is, is Halloween you know, and Parrish, do they have memories of living for a hundred years or anything like that? Or have, you know, cause obviously Parrish didn't know he was a hellhound. Mm-hmm. Like, do they kind of just like reset, like, uh, you know, um, can the hellhound just go, like, go into different hosts? Um, or is it, we, there's still a lot we don't know, lots of loose ends about this show that I'm hoping these episodes sort of can tie up um, mm-hmm. in terms of, Again, like Eichenhaus, like some of the dodgy stuff there, um, Hellhounds, Hailfire, all of these things, I feel like there's, number one, I feel like there's a lot of fire in common at the moment and I really want, you know, that to come through. Like, again, the the Hailfire, as I've said many, many times, I think the Hailfire and the Hail family are the linchpin of this show and this town and so I would really love for the ending story to be looped into that in some way and I don't know there's just a lot of fire going on and it's making me curious yeah there's definitely a lot of fire and a lot of fear that was one thing I noticed from like the overall tone of the trailer which Mm. we kind of knew was coming because Lovecraft is supposed to be a big influence on this half of the season right so we're gonna see a lot of horror stuff a lot of stuff to do with fear and Malia at one point asks what's everyone afraid of Scott says us which I thought was a really great line and a really interesting concept Melissa is talking to Chris and she says you felt a fear and he just whispers terror and this is following 
um, a scene of him in the morgue. He's holding a scalpel like he's going to dissect a body, and there's another body in the foreground that it kind of looked like it was breathing, maybe. It was in white, and then it was like duct taped closed. So I don't know if that's meant to be the creature or, you know, something else. And then this season's tagline is be afraid. So they're really leaning into the horror aspect this season. Yeah, and I mean, I think this this is going to tie more into the next point in regards to what people are afraid of. But, you know, that first conversation with Melissa and Chris sounded like it was something like, you know, if he, he felt a fear, the way she kind of said it, the way they kind of talked about it didn't, it wasn't just like, oh, were you afraid in this circumstance? It was kind of like, you know, emotions were being manipulated, like, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, like that, like something was actually influencing the emotions, either of his own or that he'd kind of been able to tap into someone else's and, and realize that, you know, for no reason or for irrational reason or whatever, that like fear or paranoia perhaps was being created which would make a lot of sense if the town um you know the civilians are discovering the supernatural um which sort of goes into the next point yeah Um, because after malia you know asks that and scott responds that everybody's afraid of us liam says they're going to turn on us and we kind of Well, we know that 6B is going to be about the fallout from 6A, and we see, like, students in the hallways looking at Liam and the others, and they look very afraid, like they're afraid of the supernatural, Mm. and this whole season is going to be about the hunters coming after the supernatural creatures in Beacon Hills. Yeah, well, that was kind of like, when we left off in 6A and everyone came back from, you know, the train station world, it kind of seemed like no one was that aware of what had happened to them, and they were kind of chill with it, you know. We did not have that big reveal, even though, you know, Scott did his thing in front of everyone as well. We didn't really have that circumstance of everyone being aware of the supernatural. Like, we don't, it's not like a public knowledge thing, no matter, like, how much Danny, you know, (laughs) seems to think it is. But I would like to know, yeah, basically, if something new is going to publicly kind of revealed this all or if it's if it is actually like what happened in 6a or not um but yeah the if it is that the entire population of the town or the school or whatever is actually now aware of the supernatural and is sort of turning on them then that's kind of not very good i don't know it's not not yeah. not really what we were hoping for it's not <laughs> being the town hero right i think this is really interesting though too because i remember after the beast was revealed and we had the library scene we were like oh everybody's got to know now everybody's got to know and wouldn't it be so cool if everybody like you know clapped as they walked down the hallway <laughs> i mean we really not wanted that and then they were like oh just kidding it was a bear or like whatever weird <laughs> reason they they gave and i mean it kind of worked at the time and it's fine but i kind of like to imagine that everybody's like look the weird shit has been going on for like six years they keep giving us excuses. I'm starting to not believe them anymore. There's yeah. only so much you can pretend didn't happen before you really start questioning it. Mm. So Scott in the pack becoming public enemy number one, really interesting. And I know, I don't remember where exactly we heard this from, but I know this sort of has like a little bit of a political overtone with 
the current state of, you know, America and all of that. So I'm interested in seeing how that translates. And I think it's going to be kind of hard to watch, but I'm really interested in, in seeing how they turn it around and how I mean, they can win people be, over. It, if they do at all, if the right. show just doesn't end in a massive pile of bodies. Don't you know. say that. Um, well, one of the things that they said was, um, you know, Scott said they're murdering our, our, he's murdering our friends or it's murdering our friends. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I think, um, and I don't know, we don't know if that was going to be the hunter or the cre- hunters or the creature, but like if they're people that, you know, the pack is actively friends with, like how many dead bodies, how many bodies are going to drop of like, you know, known cast, you know, known yeah. people that are close to them, you know, whether it's like they're going to get like random side guests back who are like, oh yeah, we know them, they're an ally, they're dead, you know, like to show mm-hmm. like, masses of side characters dead, like, you know, whether we're going to hear like Isaac was killed off screen or something like I that. I or... don't do it. He's <laughs> so upset. Well, you know, he's going to be at Comic-Con, Daniel Sharman, just not for this show. So, yeah. Yeah. What's he going to be there for? Fear the Walking Dead. He's on oh, the panel, right. He's on he's, he's Hall H as well. He's going to be oh, doing Fear the Walking Dead and Hall H. It's just so weird. Um, <sighs> but, you know, all the, like, you know, Satomi or, like, whoever, like, might be, right. you know, dead off screen and mm-hmm. everyone's coming after them. Um, but... I don't know, maybe, De- you know, Deaton will be dead off screen. Um, you know. You don't want to see him dead on screen? Mm, no, because then I'd have to put up with Scott being sad about it. Uh, <laughs> He's going to be sad about it either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know. Um, so that whole thing of, like, that they're getting killed off makes me wonder how many people are, in fact, getting killed off. If if, if people that Scott are, is friends with are being murdered. Um, and as for this town knowing about them again, like, I don't know if that's going to be the fear inducing monster or if it's going to be the hunters, you know, a a new team of hunters coming in and being like, yo town, we're militizing this entire town because you've got a monster problem. Were you aware (laughs) that all these people are monsters or if it's going to be kind of like an X-Men style, you know, like, um, uh, you know, cataloging and, and registering of, of right. or any, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I mean, that feeds into the next section too, which like, I am so excited about, I don't know how oh. you feel about this. Yeah. I am so down. So as in true Team Wolf fashion, we don't have just one bad guy. We don't have just one main plot. We've got a couple. And the other one, aside from the creature, it looks like, um, the other bad guy of the season is going to be Gerard Argent. So he is definitely back. You thought bad guy. Interestingly, yes. that's not how I read it. He's the one, really? Because I read it as ally to Chris, like grudging, like kind of like grudging ally um, that he was like, here, I'm going to tell you what to do to win hmm because okay let me give you my train of thought and then i'll see what you have to say about it because he's the one that initially says the best way to build an army is through fear and we see a lot of other hunters and other people who i don't think were necessarily hunters to begin with you know loading up they've got their guns and everything like that and they're starting to hunt down the supernatural creatures 
I assumed that he's using the fear of this creature to get people on his side so that he can continue the work that clearly he's grown up doing his entire life. And I was always like, you know, how is Chris going to kind of bridge the gap? Because yeah, like, you know, he doesn't get along with him, but he's still his father and he's still a part of the hunter community. So he's kind of got to keep these other people from getting too hurt because they don't necessarily understand that Scott is a good guy, but he also has to make sure Scott and the McCall pack stay safe. And when he asks like, what should I tell Scott? Gerard says run and my big question wasn't whether or not he was an ally it was does Gerard want Scott to get out of Dodge because he knows Scott's not really the same kind of bad guy which Mm. to me is unlikely or is it like run we're gonna chase you now I'll give you a five second head start because I know who you are that I mean that does tie into that end comment you know that they hear on the the radio radio yeah. yeah But I don't know, like I kind of got, I got the, I got weirdly like um, a weird dichotomy from this. I got two, I got somewhat something similar to you. Like, yes, that's a, you know, for example, that radio moment at the end was a threat, you know, it was going to be a a threat or if it was going Mm -hmm. to be the complete opposite where like Gerard is there, like has to be their awkward ally that, you know, like that he is kind of the general of their situation and you know much to everyone's loathing and distrust that he is is actually the um you know the one that they have to let be in charge of the situation on their side but I don't particularly want it to be that but I don't know well now that you mention that I definitely see how you interpreted things that way so that's interesting I I know like I would definitely prefer if he was bad he was bad and like this is the kind of final showdown sort of thing because we've been wanting him gone for a long time he's a pain in the ass he's not a good dude he's still around honestly like I'm really, yeah you know. yeah well he's a great actor so like yeah. I know they kind of like to lean into that but yeah, I hope yeah. this is I hope Gerard ends up coming out with trying to like take down Beacon Hills and the McCall pack and they just you know swat him away that would be so cool to me They're like, mm, no mm-hmm. so um, do, well, do you, who do you think should kill him if he has to die do you think that any of our good guys should kill him no I think either the creature should kill him mm-hmm. or possibly actually what if Kate killed him I thought Kate Yeah, I I would not be opposed to Chris killing him. I don't love that idea, but I think he can carry the weight of having done that versus if Scott had been the one to kill him. Like, I I really wouldn't, that would not sit well with me. I I would kind of love for Kate to take him down, though. Who do you think is more redeemable between them? Ooh. I'm going to have to go with Kate. Because maybe she'd be like, you made me the way I am and I'm not meant to be this evil. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. So, you didn't think you were doing this without me, did you? 
no, no, no. This was this was <laughs> shocking. I, I, I'm actually kind of bummed I got spoiled for this because I saw the like I saw like people reacting to this on Twitter before mm-hmm. I got the chance to actually see it fresh because I was actually on a bus at the time that the trailer came out. Yeah, this was, you know, pretty delightful and, and shocking. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I mean, obviously, like, then Derek comes in and says, without us, and it's all great. And I said, Scott's face is all our faces because he yeah. was so shocked and excited. I was like, that is exactly how I feel right now. Yeah. The, the biggest part of this is like rumors were swirling that Dylan wasn't going to be in the back half. And I'm pretty sure we got confirmation that he was not. So my question is, how long do you think he'll be there for? Is this like he's going to come in with Derek at the very end, save the day, because the 100th episode is going to end the series, and we know, like, they got a whole bunch of people back for that. There was a few shots of Derek in particular. I think I've got a feeling Derek might be in it more than Styles. I feel feel like we might be having Derek throughout the season. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. There wasn't too much, you know, uh, You know, obviously nothing really leaked from set. Uh, there were a couple of pictures that gave some indication of, I think someone thought they got a picture of some Dylan and Tyler um, Hecklin playing like ball on the set there and mm, yeah. it was kind of very unauthorised and, and dodgy and, and we kind of hoped that we'd see them in the, the finale or something like that. Um, but... I have a feeling that we might be getting more of Derek than we are of Styles, but I could mm-hmm. be wrong. And then there's other stuff, you know, other people that are that are back who we didn't know at all, like that we really, like you, they they really had the whole thing under wraps. So there yeah. could be there could be a lot. Could, I think it'll at least be premiere and finale for Dylan. Mm-hmm. I think it'll at least be those two. I I think I could live with that because honestly, I mean, I know, and I said this during the last, the first half of 6A too, it's like I wanted him in every episode to begin with and I didn't want anything to feel any different because he was off doing other projects, but then they did such a good job of making him important and giving us, you know, here's a little bit in the beginning, here's a little bit at the end, and even though he was obviously missing, it was so well done that it it allowed you to kind of enjoy his presence in the show anyway. And of course I want him in every episode in the last 10 episodes because he's a fan favorite character and he's just fantastic in general and he's so important to the story. But as long as we get him at least a little bit, I think I'm just going to be satisfied because that allows the opportunity to kind of again, give him a send off. Like we kind of already got a send off, but another one, like never gonna turn it down. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy. I, I would have been sort of disappointed on a personal level if he hadn't like been included. Like if he had, you know, chosen not to or, or whatever. Um, character wise, I am more excited about Derek though. Um, char- char- I was like Styles. We know Styles is okay, and and yes, if we were getting this final season, it's very unlikely. You know, character wise, that you know he wouldn't. He would hear Scott's in trouble, and oh, big deal going on in Beacon Hills he he character it would be out of character for him not to come back he would, oh, I'm at college they can handle it whatever mm-hmm. like that wouldn't have happened character wise but we did get you know a lot of closure on that character at the end of 6a 
and Derek had a great ending at the end of season four as well. Right. But I, this this is this one coming back is is bigger for me than Styles um, in a different way, and I, I'm really really I just I'm so not prepared for like <laughs> where he's at now, what's going on with yes. him. I re- what I really want a re- more than anything is for them to not play it like Derek. We haven't seen you in forever. I want them to play it like they've been in contact the whole time. If you know what I mean, okay. like that they. I don't. I don't want it to be like. Huh, remember Derek? I want it to be um, very, very naturalistic. That even though we haven't seen Derek, that they aren't like. Derek, you've been gone so long that they have been in contact with him, and that, that would be cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, that's one of my favorite parts of storytelling in television and movies in general. Is when the audience, when when act, when actors manage to pull off the fact that something is normal to the characters, but it's the first time the audience is seeing it. If you know what right. I mean, like mm-hmm. something is established, characters. Um, and it's, you know, not necessarily the first time the characters have done this off screen, but it's the first time that we are seeing it on screen. So I want to know that they have been, like, not necessarily hanging out if Derek's been off on his, like, vision quest or whatever. Yeah. But, like, that, you know, that Derek is still very present, like, to them and that they talk about it normally and stuff like that. Um, you know, if him and Styles are showing up together, it could be that they have been, you know, hanging out since styles left beacon hills like maybe, maybe. they ended up in the same same place or something yeah. like that so i'm yeah. i'm most excited and i didn't realize how much i missed this until he showed up and smiled i miss oh. zen Derek so much i I, I, I was okay with him being gone because i did feel like there was a good conclusion and we were focusing on so many other things and of course i missed him but like it didn't feel like anything was wrong with him being gone. It's just, you know, he, he was wasn't okay, there. You know, yeah, he, yeah, like, he was okay. That was a big thing. But Zen Derek, like, I oh, my God, so I need much. it so much. I love much. this character so much. Mm-hmm. And I just, oh, and I just, and, yeah, and Taylor Hicklin's got so many other great things, you know, going on. Like, in, right. like he's made a bunch of really great movies, um, and I'm, I just, and he's such a nice guy. I, I saw him last year in Australia. In Australia, he's he's such a good guy, and I'm so glad that he wanted to come back and do this, and that the character was still important to him and come and do this because I just, I love this character so much, mm-hmm. and I knew he was okay, but I'm so glad that we're coming back to him at the end. And I feel that way about quite a few people, uh, which we'll get into momentarily. We're going to do a little bit of a rapid fire now because there are definitely some shots that are very important that we can talk about, but maybe not like hugely important to the plot or something like that. But the first thing I wanted to say was Theo is in the middle of the pack in one shot. I didn't see that because I was going to say so, I was going to say as well as additions, we have absences because what's going on with Theo, but I didn't catch him in this shot so is that the only shot of him in the trailer as far as i could tell yeah i did not catch him and i was wondering because i know cody's been talking about the show like he's been you know present you know on the show so on social media talking about 6p so Mm -hmm. i didn't know whether he was coming or not yeah 
he's yeah. he's there as far as I can tell. It's him. As a and good guy. It looks like it. He's right. He's staying right in the middle of the pack. They're all kind of discussing what's going on. And I just think that's great considering, you know, kind of where we left him in 6A and all of that. And the fact that he's kind of not super trustworthy, but like he's trying. So I found that was interesting. Um, another thing apparently I found interesting was Liam's hair is getting really long. Um, yeah, it's really long. It, it is really long. Really he kind of looks a little older now. And like we see him um, running through the library on the tables. And he's like roaring at some point. He's the one that the people look scared of when they're walking down the hallway. So I think there's going to be a good subplot with him kind of, of course, we know like he's supposed to be taking over a little bit for Scott coming up. So I think that's still going to play into the story very much. Mm, well, I've got to have a tie into the high school, you know, because otherwise it would just be weird if like Scott and Lydia and stuff were hanging yep, out in the high school. Exactly. <laughs> They'd be the weird, creepy Derricks, you know, lurking mm-hmm. around the high school. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. Or Peter. And speaking of Peter, oh, um, yeah. he's also there doing some fighting and stuff. So, so that was pretty good. cool. Oh, gang's all here. Yeah. yeah. Gang's all here, including Ethan and Jackson. Okay. Okay. Listen. Listen. <laughs> no, no, no. I am so 100% serious. They better fucking be dating. I'm so I know. I, I know. I swear to God. I reckon this is going to happen. I thought the same thing. Because they're both out now and they weren't, like, not that mm-hmm. it's like a reflection on the actors, but like, Colton is extremely out and he was not when he was filming Green Wolf, though it was kind of like a weird glass closet because he was sort of out before he was famous and then it was kind of very private and now he's out again and he's engaged and it's really cute and stuff. Um, And Charlie is an amazing advocate as well and it would just be such an interesting like little twist to have them having found each other and like Jackson growing up with like, you know, being this like kind of alpha school guy and then um you know discovering that he liked guys as well and though I don't it it is his it is his best friend's ex so maybe not but oh that's true that's true (laughs) but but like I, I immediately was like please like this would just be if they're gonna like get oh. one character to be queer like from the original gang like yeah. um you know there's definitely some you know obviously people are very very excited about styles and Derek. i who's, don't know who's to say though that danny didn't introduce them that's true it could totally 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 be that oh hi werewolf boyfriend here's my werewolf best friend you should totally hang out um <laughs> so maybe they are you know not together or maybe they are are together and Danny's cool with it you know you know who who knows where Danny is now Mm -hmm. Um, and you know as much as we really did um as much as I still like to this day um think that something a bit odd went on with the um styles sexuality thing because I feel like there was a lot a lot of potential there. Um, they, you know, obviously have ended him up with Lydia in a way that's very fulfilling to most viewers. Not that that means he couldn't be bisexual, but probably means he's not going to end up with Derek, who, again, has never had a story about his sexuality and it's not really the place to shove it into 10 episodes. Um, but, you know, I would love Jackson to randomly um, just be dating Ethan. I think that would just be... 
like plausible in a way that just wouldn't require like that much plot being yeah. dedicated to it. And I just think it would work so, so well and just be a great little Easter egg basically. because mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause obviously, um, Colton is, is in a really different place in his life now and he might enjoy kind of playing that in. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm really excited because I loved Ethan and Jackson. I know, I know you were always a much bigger fan of Jackson. For some reason he just, his, he was awful, but for some reason his ending just really like some reason there was something about like the damage that he had that really got to me. And I'm very excited to have him back and I want to know everything he's been doing. Yes. And I want to know where he goes from here and and just how he's living his life. And I think it's, it's so fantastic. So I'm excited for that, but like, I really need Isaac to come back. Look, I I think he's dead. I know. I know. I love, I love on one of the pieces of feedback, which we'll get, um, get back to um, at the end. Uh, when I was asking for it was my um, saying um, she basically just left a comment quoting uh, quoting our old our our old staple taps watch where's Isaac um, <laughs> so yeah basically um, yeah that's you know I, I would also very much like him back obviously yeah one we haven't heard anything about. But I also don't think that they've shoved everything into the trailer. You know, I think that... Oh, we, definitely not. I think there might be things coming that we don't know about at all. Um, and I want that. Like, I know when we first started talking about cameos, it was like, I don't want to know anybody that's back. I'm glad we know some people are back, especially because I knew, like, eventually that probably would have come out. Mm-hmm. But if they can squeeze in some cameos that we are absolutely shocked by... Like, if Isaac just, you know, walks out of a shadow in the middle of, like, episode five, I'm going to lose my shit. And I think that's going to be a really fun way to do a couple of um, character returns. Yeah, I, w- I hope there are some as well. Like, yeah. And there's, yeah, there's just so many that could, you know, could work. And I'm very, very excited. So mm-hmm. um, we've got a couple more things here as well. First, Styles in an FBI vest helping an injured Derek and there are other FBI agents around. Yeah, what the hell? Like so but this is clearly like Styles's opening, you know, like or you know like he he's off at his FBI training college. Does he just randomly like find Derek in the middle of like a crime scene or do you think <sighs> he brings in his FBI contacts to help the final battle or something like maybe that. he brings them in but like also he just went there like can he even do that yet yeah he's definitely a trainee he's yeah. not like you know yeah i don't know so. um kate is also here she's holding up a bottle of yellow liquid no idea what that is but no. kind of nice to see her back anyway she's always an interesting character uh scott and malia in the shower together yeah this is the one i've got the most comments about basically yeah. like what, what? Well, and what? this is what i was saying before too is like who knows if this is real it could totally be in somebody's head yeah um, it could be a trick of some sort or whatever but also like i don't know not totally against it just because like kira's gone allison's gone styles is with lydia not that i think that like these two need to be paired up or anything but it's not outside the realm especially because they're so close in terms of being pack members it kind of makes sense to me yeah it's kind of um i don't know it's kind of weird like 
that they'd just be like, oh yeah, the spare ones like can be leftover paired right. together. And I feel like they're not that stupid. Like I feel no. like they're not. I feel like it's not gonna. I feel like it's gonna be natural. You know, they managed to make Chris and Melissa natural for whatever reason. You know, um, they if they want to put in that storyline for real, you know, I'm I'm sure that it's gonna have a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could, yeah, there, there could be a lot of weird explanations for it. Yeah. And again, another thing that could possibly not be real is Lydia's definitely on the slab in, in the morgue. Oh. So she's looking kind of dead. Uh, could be a trick. Could be real. Maybe they can bring her back or something like that. But definitely concerning considering, you know, this is the end People are going to die. <sighs> I, I, think, I think the world would riot, though, if that happened. If she died. Yeah. It wouldn't know. be good. I don't know. So I'm going with it's a trick of some sort. Again, maybe these are like the fears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thing. And we end off on Gerard saying, welcome back. You all must be feeling rather nostalgic. And all of them are gathered around, including Styles and Derek. And it's just, it was the perfect line to end the trailer. It's the perfect way to describe these last 10 episodes because we know everybody's coming back. It's the perfect way to end season six, like full circle. You know, here we are again. We got Jackson, we got everybody. And oh, it, I'm so excited, so excited. And this last line was just perfect. Yeah, and again, this was the line that I was like, okay, is this like, you know, the villain calling in to threaten them? Or is this like, is this like, okay, so we all know that this is awkward, but I have to kind of tell you what to do now because I have the, you know, know-how or whatever to be the boss of this situation. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll and just that, who, have So to who see. was standing around the car in that scene? It was definitely Okay, Scott, so it was Scott, Styles, Lydia, Peter... Malia and Derek. So many hails, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. And that, you know, hopefully that's like the core group of these last 10 episodes. I'd be really into that. Yeah. I, w- I would, I'm really hoping that, mm-hmm. yeah, like even if Styles isn't, maybe they've had him for the whole thing. And like, you know, we, we never freaking know where Dylan is. Like he's a mystery. Like they could have had him every day for all we know. Right. Um, yeah. You know, he, he keeps himself to himself. He, we don't know where he is. So it really mm-hmm. could be possible. Um, and Hecklin, hope so. you know, did a little bit for Supergirl on the finale um, of, you know, Su- Clark Kent returning to Supergirl. Um, he's had a couple of awesome indie movie shoots, but not for a little while. Um, and obviously this was filmed quite a while ago as well. So mm-hmm. I would love for them to be an ongoing, because purely because if this is like the final episode, like, oh, everyone's back for the final episode, they wouldn't have shown us this much from the final episode. Right. Know? Yeah, that's true. Like, if this is only, like, a one special episode that they're in, um, I just feel like they wouldn't have shown us that much of it. Yeah. And so, and if they're going to introduce Styles and Derek in the premiere and, the, and then have them be like, oh, yeah, you guys have got a problem on your hands. See ya. You know, like, mm-hmm. they wouldn't come in for the start of the problem and then not be there to help unless they die. 
in the yeah. first episode. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> but um, speaking of the first episode too, that kind of moves us into SDCC where they are going to be at San Diego Comic-Con. Their panel is on Thursday, July 20th. It's in Hall H. Oh my god. It's always been in Ballroom 20. They're getting the big room this year. I can't do it. I can't do it, Karen. I'm I can't. I'm going to die. Yeah. I'm going to freaking scream. Like, I just... We're going to cry again and hold each other, so it'll be oh, fine. Oh, I'm going to cry. Everyone's <laughs> going to cry. It's going to be at 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, and the guests are Jeff, Posey, Sprayberry, Shelly, Cody, and Kylan. And MTV has promised a few surprises. I'm wondering if we might get the first episode since we already got the trailer a week ahead of time. Oh. And I'm wondering if we're going to be getting some surprise guests, which, I mean, if Charmin is there, that's definitely a possibility. Maybe Dylan will show up. That would be really cool. Yeah. I hope that they do. I hope we have... I hope... I hope we have Dylan and, and Hecklin. I think they'll bring as many people as they can. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think this is, yeah, going to be a, a big, big thing. Mm-hmm. And Do you like my other suggestions? Are these real, real suggestions? <laughs> no. <laughs> I wrote in here, what else could MTV be surprising us with? A spinoff? A movie? A theme park? A theme Wolf theme park. I would be there every day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, God, we're going to die. It's going to, I just, I'm already so stressed about, like, I know that we're going to be able to get into the room and stuff, but, like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm already stressed about, like, where we're going to sit, how we're going to live tweet it, like, you know, what, what's going to happen if something dramatic happens and I pass out. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to, like, I'm really, until, like, the last week and a half, I really have been, like, yeah, Teen Wolf is over. Like, Teen Wolf isn't a thing anymore. Like yeah. Well, like, until because, just recently, we didn't even know when it was coming back. Like, it was really just, like, what what's going on? Oh, and we thought maybe they were going to, like, dump the last episodes, like, online. Like, like oh, yeah, there's the rest of Teen Wolf. What <laughs> about it? Like, or something like that. And now they're pushing it so hard, like, all mm-hmm. the cast and the network and, you know, Comic-Con Hall H. And it's really hard for me because this is sort of making that ending point real um, in a way that we're kind of like, oh, because it's been like such a slow like fade out and now it's not a slow fade out. Now it's a freaking lit on fire, like bonfire (laughs) end of burning man situation. And I have not really been prepared to handle that emotionally. Nope. And, And I don't. I'm really very worried. Like, very, very worried. At least we're going to be together. Oh, fuck. (laughs) But, I mean, speaking of giving a final push for the last 10 episodes, I do think it's very interesting that we found out Teen Wolf Returns Sunday, July 30th at 8 p.m. on MTV. That's 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Teen Wolf has never aired on Sundays before. It was Monday, and then it was Tuesday, and... Now it's on Sunday, which is an interesting choice. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a weird... It's, it's like, I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, I, I don't think they're, like, caring too much about collecting new viewers at this point. Yeah. Thing. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but um, I know somebody was like, you know, Teen Wolf is, is 
they sent Teen Wolf to go die. And I said, it's already dead. Like, it's it's ending. People are going to show up for the last 10 episodes. So it's not like it's done. It's cemented. They don't need the viewership because yeah, it's going to happen either way. So maybe yeah. they just found a good spot for it and stuck it in there. Yeah. But... All right, I I want to hear some feedback. Okay, let me collected. let me read a few messages now that we got about sort of in reaction to the trailer and and asking for theories and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, uh, let me get some good ones. So, someone said, "Can we expect a Comic Con recap?" Cap, ep? yes, definitely, we will be doing a Comic Con recap. Um, episode of both this show um, for not, not Another Teen Wolf podcast and a general one for Not About the Weather with all of the other things that we're going to be talking about and covering and stuff like that. Yes, 100%. And we will live blog or live tweet the Teen Wolf panel as well. So the first of all, I said, uh, you know, when we said that we were both in transit because we were both traveling from one city to another when the trailer came out, um, Courtney says, I need you both to get your shit together in response to that. <laughs> Someone has begged. Uh, Hannah Hanb 29 has said, podcast on the new trailer in Terrabang in Terrabang? Yes, we're doing it right now. There's just a lot of sadness about last episode. But basically there's a lot about the St- Scott and Malia shower scene. Um, what is this world we've opened a door into in which hot Scalia shower sex is happening? Question mark. <laughs> Sad face from Nikki Florenz. Um, my says, I don't want anyone to die. That's my comment. Nikki also says, what is Jackson's reaction to everyone going to be like? Um, so that, that should be interesting. Like to see how he, you know, how he's looking at that after all this time. Uh, Manu V. So Manu underscore V says, where is Isaac with the hand clap emergency? emergency. <laughs> so, um, cricket, uh, cricket two, one, three, Carly also says, my first thought is why is Scalia making out in the shower reality dream? I don't know what to think. Um, so that's kind of a big, big thing at the moment. Um, and again, like other people just saying we should record, uh, Victoria Saints go said, maybe they're facing the boogeyman. I don't know if that's like a pun on the fact that the guy's very slimy or if they're actually <laughs> about like the manifestation of like a, a you know a thing that instills fear so that could be um that could be a possibility uh Courtney says you know when I asked for theories Courtney says that she is the villain of the final final season <laughs> and Laura Morrow um says that her theory is Styles and Derek will come in at the bleakest point and help and that we will see Allison again in some way Ooh. I was kind of wondering about that too to be honest I I feel like an homage of some sort, especially with Hunters and Chris, like, I wouldn't put that past them. Flashback, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Victoria, can we get a flashback with Victoria, too? Yeah. We love you, Edie. (laughs) Like, I don't even care about Victoria that much. I just want to see her on the screen. (laughs) Yeah, it would be, it would be interesting. So, yeah, it's, oh, it's all happening, and it's, I'm very upset. Like I'm very like excited, but also very, very, very stressed and upset about what yeah. this is going to be like over the next couple of months. So we have two and a half weeks until the premiere. Two, yeah. I think we might see it at Comic Con. I'm, I'm kind of, yeah. I'm kind of thinking that we might. Though, so how long is the panel slot? Uh, they usually give 
an hour in Hall H? I feel like they usually give 45 minutes. Well, they have to... When would they show the... Oh, no, I guess it would be an hour. Yeah, I think it is an hour. Because I've been to panels before, I think we both have, where, like, you see the 45-minute episode, yeah. and then they have, like, a 15-minute Q&A after. Yeah, it could be. So, very real I possibility. Know. I don't know. I'm, I'm very stressed. I'm going to be such a wreck. <laughs> so, oh, I'm so sad. I'm very excited, and I think they'll make it worth it, but it's very stressful. Yeah. Okay. All right, so we will be back pretty soon to talk about more Teen Wolf things, like as soon as we um, have big news. Like probably the next um, time we record um, will be at Comic-Con. So we can do a a recording there about what's happened um, and then that'll go up and then the episodes will start coming out the week after Comic-Con. So we'll we'll be at Comic-Con on the Sunday, uh, the 20th, you know, 22nd or whatever, and then we'll be out on the 30th the week after. So uh, we'll be uh, doing that. So that'll be fun, I guess. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, feel free to message us with your thoughts and theories and stuff before then. Um, and, you know, if you want to, yeah, or if you have any questions for Comic-Con as well, like if we do the um, press room, which is is very, very, very likely. Um, anyone got any burning questions um, to ask the cast and crew, um, you know, Jeff and, and whoever the cast is there, about, you know, theories and, and teasers for 6B or sort of something just looking back over the whole Team Wolf experience because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of nostalgia there as well. So, you know, we've obviously always got things to say, but if anyone wants to ask a particular question, um, we can try and get that in there. So, yeah. Oh, sorry, and then we've got to make all all our plans for the rest of the season. You know, if you'd like um you'd like uh anything specific from us for the rest of the season, um, in terms of, I don't know, guests or anything like that. Um, obviously we we try our best all the time, but we'll, you know, do one final push for um some really good content, I guess, before it ends or in the wake of it after it does just after it does end. So Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's about it then. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in, I guess, and and still still being excited about the show. Are we going to say bye now? Yeah, we're going to say okay. bye. So, <laughs> all right, we'll talk to you guys soon. So, all right, we have to go. So, yeah, um, watch the trailer 56 more times, and, yes. yeah, we'll see you guys soon. So bye-bye. Bye. Nothing, it's just like this is all very I'm very stressed about this show. <laughs> Me too. Um, okay. All right.